This is it, people. This is what you've been waiting for. This is Everyday Celebrity Podcast. The podcast for everyday people with everyday problems trying to find everyday solutions to accomplish everyday goals. Let's start the show. Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of Everyday Celebrity Podcast, number one podcast in Oakland, number one podcast in the Bay Area, and it is the day after Christmas, here on a solo, solo tip, just chilling in the house, bored, so I decided to do like a solo episode. Just talk about random shit. And since it's, since it's the day after Christmas, I wonder how people feel about Christmas. Because me, as an old man, as a 40-year-old man, Christmas... Is not the same. I I mean, I really don't give a shit about Christmas. I'm starting to feel Christmas is one of those things that are only meant, well, I'm speaking as if you're a grown-up, that are only meant now to put a smile on your children's face. Because honestly, children are the only ones who actually care about Christmas. They want to get up. They want to open the presents. They're begging you to go get a tree. They want to decorate the tree. They want to eat all the Christmas food and candy. They want to run around and see Christmas lights. Grown-ups... Don't really give a shit about all that. Because if you don't have kids, do you care about getting a Christmas tree? Do you care about decorating your house? No. And especially in this day and age where more people are single... More people, more younger people are more successful. There are more young millionaires there is now than there's ever been in any time in history. So when you have a bunch of young people running around who are not married, don't have kids, is Christmas really what it was back in the day. No, it's not. My family, I'm going to tell you what I did on Christmas. My family, so we usually, my siblings, we're all scattered all around. We're in Virginia. We're in LA. We're in the Bay Area. We're in Washington. So we're all scattered around the place. 
So we rarely, rarely hang out, rarely see each other, rarely talk. Everyone does their own thing, right? So usually, I say my family usually only gets together probably like once or twice a year. That's usually on Thanksgiving or Christmas. And ever since my mom retired, she doesn't really celebrate Christmas because she's practicing some some religion where she thinks Christmas is like some pagan holiday or whatever. But I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into that because I don't really know exactly her, her religion. I don't really pay attention to it because I don't really care about religion in the first place. But I mean, when you're when you get retired, you start and you're old and you you start dabbling in the shit because you're like bored. But anyway, ever since she stopped really celebrating, we all basically stopped. We don't give a shit. All of my siblings, we're all grown. And when I say grown, we're like 40 and up. And only three of my siblings have kids. And only one of them, only one of them has kids that are young. Everybody else is grown, like in their late 20s, graduated colleges and shit already. So I'm looking at my family. We all got together Christmas Day. Sister, she cooked dinner. Sister is an exceptional cook. Every time we get together, she's literally the only one who cooks, who cooks because... No one cooks in my family. No one really cares about it. So my sister cooked. We all got together. And like, for example, my one of my brothers was there. And he's the one that I'm speaking about with the young children. He has two. And I haven't seen my brother probably in like two years, I can say. And we're, we're we're like a weird family where like we don't we can go years without talking or seeing each other, and then when we see each other, it's like oh hey, like I seen him yesterday. This type of family we are. But I'm looking around my family, and no one is like, no one is excited about Christmas. I'm sitting there as soon as I get there. First of all, I was late because I was sleeping. I wasn't in a in a rush to go over there. So when I get there, I'm like, uh, I'm more interested in watching the the basketball games than like interacting with everybody. One of my sisters is running around drunk. My other sister is exhausted from fucking cooking and dealing with my brother's children. My brother, he's just in the cut chilling with his wife. Just sitting there on the couch. So everyone's like in their own corner. And I'm looking around and the only ones that are really excited are these two kids. And I'm like, yo, Christmas. Christmas is whack. People get fucking stressed out because they got to buy all these fucking presents. 
they feel the need that they have to purchase things for people. And especially if you're in a relationship with somebody, it's even more stressful because you have to buy things for your spouse or your girlfriend or whatever. And times are hard. People get fired. People don't have jobs. So they're like, shit, I'll do anything for my children. So what do they do? Fathers, they go out there, they rob, steal. Just to put presents under this tree. And smashing grabs are on the rise, especially in the Bay Area. Smashing grabs are up 325% from four years ago. People running into these retail stores, grabbing shit, handfuls of merchandise, running into Apple, grabbing iPads and iPhones and just running out the stores with them. And they never get caught because obviously, well, first of all, how the fuck are police going to get there that fast? Second of all, even if you call them, police are not, people keep thinking police, police are not here to prevent, they're not going to stop crime. They just come after the crimes are committed. So if you think a police officer is going to prevent a crime from happening, no, crime happens and then they come after the fact. So they ain't stopping shit. And when they come after the fact, you can believe that nine times out of ten, they're not going to find the perpetrator. Because believe it or not, police are just regular people, which means they're dumb too. So yeah, Christmas... It's just it's just a lot of fucking stress on people. It's a lot of stress on families. And I'm not really honestly, I'm not really into it. Don't really care about it. Ever since I got older, I stopped caring about Christmas. Like when I got into high school, I stopped asking for shit. Like once you get older, you're just like you realize uh, I don't really need anything. So why am I asking for shit? It's just a it's just a different day. But when you were young, yeah, you ask for everything. You used to get teased if you come back from, from Christmas break without a new pair of shoes. When I was in school, you used to get teased. If you didn't come back with a new pair of shoes on, you would get teased. Or a new outfit on that first day. It's like the first day of school. You have to have something brand new on. Or you will get teased. And kids are cruel as fuck back then. If you're an 80s baby, if you grew up in the 80s, you know, kids were cruel. There wasn't no fucking counseling and, oh, I feel depressed. I'm teased. No, no. You have to hold your own. People joke on you. You better be able to hold your own and tell jokes back. You can't go crying to your parents. Oh, mom, I feel depressed. Can you give me a counselor? No. Your dad's going to tell you, stop crying and talk shit back. You know what I'm saying? That's how it was back in the day. Yeah, that's my 
That's my view on Christmas. So after Christmas is over, you have New Year's. I haven't decided what I'm going to do on New Year's, but I just don't like going to places where, let's say, for example, you go to a club. You've been going to this club. You've been going to this club. This is like your favorite club or your favorite bar, right? And you go to this place all the time, every day of the week. And you want to go there on New Year's. But on New Year's, they want to charge you $80 to get in. You're going to get like one free glass of champagne. Then the place closes at 2 o'clock. So basically, the only thing that's different from if you go on the 28th, then when you go on the 31st, is this free glass of champagne. But they want to charge you $80 to get in, and it closes at the same time. If I go somewhere, I want it to be different. This is like New Year's Eve. Do something different that you don't do on a regular basis. Keep the bar open till like three o'clock in the morning or something. Do something. We don't want to leave the place at two o'clock. And when places close at two, they usually shut down at like one thirty. Last call is like one twenty-five, one thirty. They're kicking people out. So all you places doing this New Year's shit. Do something different. Stop charging us $80 and, yo, I walk in there and it's no different from any other night that I'm going here. But you want to charge me $80. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Holidays. I'm going to try to find like a house party. So if any of y'all want to invite me to a house party, holla at me. Everyday Celebrity Media, CEO on Instagram. But anyway, let's see what topics are going on. So, like, yo, holiday season is usually cuffing season. It's winter time. And I feel like a lot of people get into relationships during the winter time because they're like, uh, one thing is cold outside. So, people are usually. In the house more. When it's raining and it's cold or snowing, you're not out doing shit, basically, because it's depressing weather. So usually sometimes you, you, I mean, most of the time people stay in the house when it's like wintertime. And when you're staying in the house, you want to be with someone. You want company sometimes. So that's why they say, Winter time is cuffing season. So there's this big, I think there's this big like thing on online where it's everyone is talking about relationships, men, women, what women want, 
alpha men, red pill, blue pill, whatever the fuck. Modern women. Black women, white women, interracial dating. And that seems like to be a big topic of discussion with a bunch of like YouTubers and shit. And these people who like these fucking other people worship. Like these young kids who listen to Andrew Tate, the podcast Fresh and Fit. Sneakio Destiny These regular people who have these huge followings of like these Young impressionable Kids Because I got to be honest with you If you are a grown man And if you Need it, and if you're like living your life based on what another person on YouTube is telling you, then you're a fucking pitiful man or you're a pitiful woman, whatever. If you have to go to Andrew Tate and click on his like YouTube videos to learn how to get women, then that's embarrassing. If you're a grown man and if you got to click on fresh and fit to learn how to get women or to talk to women, then that's embarrassing. Because a lot of these people couldn't do this or get the women that they had if it wasn't for, like, the fame. I'm going to give you an example. Look at little baby, little baby. If you take away Lil Baby's money, his fame, his celebrity, and if Lil Baby was just a regular nigga like working at Amazon or something, nine out of the ten bitches that walk by and be like, this nigga, first of all, he's ugly, and would give him the time of day. But you take that nigga from Amazon, put a bunch designer clothes on him, Give him a Ferrari, money, and all that shit. He's going to get all the pussy in the world. So basically what I'm saying is, if the only reason you get pussy is because of your celebrity status, then nigga, why the fuck would I take advice from you? That makes no sense to me. It's crazy. But I will admit some of the things that Fresh and Fit say, as far as like the, the dynamic, the differences between men and women, some of the shit that Andrew Tate says is, I agree 100%. There's a difference between agreeing with them and actually being like, yo, I'm listening to what they say, and then I'm going to implement that into my day-to-day life and all this other shit. No, no. I'm not listening to you for that. First of all, I'm listening to you because it's comical. Just like I'm listening to, like, hip-hop and shit. Like, no, I don't... I'm not listening to fucking Pusha T. 
actually thinking like, oh, damn, this nigga's really on the block selling coke. No. I'm not listening to fucking Pooh Shiesty. Oh, this dude is really out here killing people. No. And everyone knows rappers are not living what they're talking about. But a lot of people actually believe that what they're saying in their lyrics, they're actually doing. And we can obviously see that through all the trials and snitching that's going on in the hip-hop community. But Andrew Tate says something that I want to play for you guys. He was on this pod he was on this podcast with this white woman. Uh her shit was called Just Pearly Things or something. And he was on there with Brittany Renner. Everyone knows Brittany Renner. Well if you don't know her, Google her and like she has a reputation which I don't really care about. A lot of niggas don't really care about. They'll still fuck. But there's a difference between, yeah, we'll fuck you, but there's a difference between a girl who's fuckable and who's relationship material. And a lot of women don't understand that. A lot of women think that what they do in the past doesn't count. And a lot of men are like, yeah. This girl is known around the hood for fucking everybody. Yeah, I'll fuck her because she looks good, but would you make her your girlfriend? Mm, I don't think so. So let me play and see what you guys think about what Andrew Tate said. Interest in monogamy, but then you find a man who's 35 at his peak value. Because when he was 19, no girl spoke to him. When he was 23, he was broke. When he was 24, he had no life experience. When he was 25, he couldn't. When he was 20, whatever. He's now at his peak value. Him at 35 is you when you were 19. And then you're sitting there saying to him, No, you should be monogamous. It's like, Well, you fing weren't. You did whatever you wanted in your peak. Now I'm finally got there. And I had to work for my. I had to struggle. I had to go through hell to get on this y'all. You got on the y'all with an Instagram DM. I had to buy it. And now you're telling me I need to settle down and, and behave and grow up? Well, you. because you're assuming that the journey is a man that starts with nothing to something because there's a lot of men that, that have That is exactly to... the journey of every man on earth. Do we you? are born without well, value. You... When... Mm. I guess yeah, I agree with that. And like I say, I don't because I mean, obviously every man is different, but the majority of men were not born with silver spoons in their mouth. The majority of men had to work and are still working just for respect in the community. So I do agree with that. That's one big difference between men and women. Like even the... Even ugly women will get attention. Even an ugly woman can walk outside and be like, eh, would you sleep with me? I mean, a lot of guys will say no, but there will be someone who will be like, yeah, fuck it. 
I sure would. And a lot of men, yes, they have to work. They have to do a lot of shit just to get noticed by women. And that's crazy. Let's run another clip. Pay the bills, and I understand you don't want to be completely sufficient. You want to be self-sufficient. You don't want to be dependent on a man. I understand all that. But in an idealistic scenario, in the vacuum of ideology, if you could sit and have and be a woman and focus on having children or focus on doing a job, I think on a long enough time scale, you're going to be much happier with your progeny so as opposed to working a job. Can I ask you a question? Because I feel like we talk a lot about hoes. We talk about a lot of the extreme. There's a lot of gray matter in the middle sure. where a lot of women kind of get lost. Yep. For example... I think that one of the issues sometimes that I hear a lot about, and I personally may say I feel it sometimes, is that when you're also a quite educated woman, intellectual, intelligent, whatever, smart, a lot of the time, naturally, you speak in a way that stands out from other people, yeah. right? And I find that a lot of the time, that kind of intimidates some of the men then, where they start thinking, this girl is a bit too much. Now, it is not my fault that I'm smart. It's not my fault that I can put one and one together very nicely, very quickly. What kind of man is going to handle that? I have to give me a minute. This woman laughs like I don't speak for language and <laughs> got three degrees. Now I thought. Wait, her. is she trying to say you're not smart? It's okay. I speak for I do for a reason. So please, That's sir, can you help me out? I'm trying to find a husband, the kind of beast that can handle a woman like me. Well, <laughs> well, this is, well, this is another point, right? And and. I'm only answering generally, right? Because this is the first time I've met all of you ladies. You've all been very polite to me. You've all been very nice. I'm just talking generally. And I'm going to answer it based on your last sentence. Your last sentence was handle a woman like me. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's look at the average man's life like I just discussed earlier, how difficult it is, how competitive he has to be, and how many problems he has to fix. Do you think he wants to handle any woman? Okay, so... Do you, like the idea of any degree of problem. It's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Like the, the, point, of, the point of having a woman as a man that's facts. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you a story. I just had to stop it. There's this girl, right, that I was talking to, like a few months. We were fine ass black woman, nice skin, stylish. Got a nice car, nice apartment, everything. She's, I think she's like in her late thirties. And everything on her Instagram is, oh, all this feminism type shit. Oh, men don't do this for you. We don't need men. Be a powerful man. We need, I need a man who can match me and all this other shit. All that type of language. That's all she posts on Instagram. So anyway, me and her were talking heavy, dating. She didn't have any kids, which, which I loved. Body was amazing. Physically in shape, which I loved. Had a nice car, had a good job, her own place, athletic, all that. So basically she had all that. But her fucking attitude was the worst. I remember I took her on a I, I took her on a hike and we were hiking. I, and then we went to this beach and then we were, I planned this whole fucking crazy ass date. 
and she her at like if I if I pulled out a bottle of wine, she'd be like, oh, this wine is from 2017. Oh, you couldn't get anything better. I pulled out Savion Blanc. Oh, you couldn't get Chardonnay. Chips. Oh, I don't eat salsa. I, I like guacamole. Like little shit like that. And with pet peeve of mind is if I'm trying to do all this shit for you and if I feel in a way that you don't fucking respect it or appreciate it, that's going to literally rub me the wrong way. And I remember when I was talking to her. So that's basically why we stopped talking because of her attitude. I was like, yo, fuck that. Now I know why you're going to be fucking single. You're going to be single for a long time. And then, obviously, she doesn't realize what she was doing. Because she thinks that, oh, you're supposed to be doing all this for me. You're supposed to treat me like this. You're supposed to treat me like that. Blah, blah, blah. And I know that's not. That's not how life goes. You have to earn shit for men to do it for you. Like, there's a reason why men propose to women. It's because they earned it. There's a reason why Gucci Man proposed to his girlfriend because when he was in prison, she stood by his side, doing whatever the fuck for all those years. And was down for him and was loyal. And then when he got out, he was like, damn, that's a real bitch. And he proposed to her. She earned it. If you ask multiple women, would you be down for a nigga if he went to prison for years? I guarantee the majority of them be like, fuck no. So anyway, this this woman thought that, yo, I should worship the ground that she walks on just because she's she's her. No, that's that's not how it goes. What makes you think a man is going to bend over backwards for you if one you have attitudes all the time? You don't show appreciation for what he does. And you don't make him feel good. Like women don't understand that you have to do stuff for the man to show you what type of girlfriend you will be. Like you can't be like, oh, a guy, if a guy is dating you, let's say a guy is dating a woman for like eight months. And within those eight months, he wants some head. And if she says no all the time, she's like, oh, I'm not going to suck your dick because I feel like that's a more personal thing and you're not my man. What? What? 
I'm not your man, but we've dated for eight months and you don't suck my dick, but you want me to give you head. That's a personal thing. No, that no, you're cut off. Oh, I'm not going to cook for you. You're not my man. Why would I cook for you? When are you going to cook for me? What? No, you're cut off. I'm not going to take you out. Even though every time we go out, I'm the one taking you out. I'm paying for everything. Yeah. Obviously, yes, that's a man's role. I don't never expect my woman to pay for anything when we go out. I don't believe in gender roles, really, but I believe if I'm out with a woman, no, I don't expect her to pay for anything. But sometimes it will behoove you to fucking be like, yo, you know what? I got it this time. That one little time will have a man on cloud nine. And he'll be like, God damn, because it doesn't happen often. So I guarantee if you do that one time, just be like, yo, babe, I got this. I got it this night. Don't worry about it. That nigga will probably buy you a car the next day. But a lot of women are so stuck in their ways, and that's that's when they, that's where all this modern women talk is going on. Because they think it's a fucking crime because you pay for a man's dinner, or you take a man out from one one time, or you cook for a guy. It is crazy. Back to Tate. And for me, at least, is for her to be my peace and quiet. I have, my life is stress. You see me, I'm rolling around with fucking security teams, and i got problems, and they're after me. And I, I'm, when I come home to my chick, the last thing I want to do is have to handle anything. I want her to just sit the fuck down and her make me happy. Mm. She used to be my positive energy. She used to be my sunshine in the rainstorm. Okay. So uh, you're talking about him handle you. I don't know. I can't answer the question exactly. But if you're sitting there constantly arguing over small points or correcting him, or that, he's probably thinking, this is a battle. I don't have the energy to, for another fight. Okay. So now let me add extra context to what I mean as well. So obviously submission is something that people talk about a lot. Yeah. For me, I'm a logical person, I believe. And I submit with logic. I don't submit by default because okay. there's a level of respect that I believe I need to have yes. to be able to submit. Obviously, you I know agree. that I go around and I disrespect all men and everything, but I find that my level of thought process a lot of the times mm. it makes it hard no so i don't i know what you're trying to say yeah thank you You know but you need to find a man you truly respect to submit to him yeah. and i completely respect that and that's the same with that's the same with 99 percent of women like you you're never going to submit to a man you don't respect mm. and and respect is ultimately important because you're not going to sleep with a man you don't respect you're not going to be attracted to a man you don't respect respect is the bottom line of it and the man has a job to do he has a duty to do to be worthy of respect but this all goes back into a very interesting point. Some of the points I've kind of mentioned earlier. If I was a woman, if I was a chick, 
the chance of me ending up in a relationship with a man I don't respect is zero percent. I don't understand how you girls end up. Well, I do understand how you girls end up here. You end up here because of feminism, promiscuity, promises that running around taking dick is fine, dumb shit, stupid decisions. I'm in facts. Y'all better stop listening to these female rappers. Little teenage girls. Y'all better stop listening to Megan and Stallion. Y'all better stop listening to the city girls. Y'all better stop listening to Sweetie. You know what I'm saying? Y'all better stop listening to them. Rapping, talking about the coochies and pussy, sucking dick. Playing niggas. Getting niggas to buy them Birkins and getting flown out. Y'all teenage girls better stop following these girls on TikTok. Where the only thing they got going for themselves is their looks. Their fat asses, tits, and all that shit. When was the last time you scrolled down TikTok and saw a woman fully dressed talking about some real shit? I haven't seen it in a long time. All I see is these dumbass dances. That everyone does because everyone follows each other. Follows trends. Monkey see, monkey do type shit. Ass out. Tits out. Twerking. I don't think I've ever seen a female on TikTok fully dressed and talking about business. Explaining the difference between the S Corp LLC or sole proprietorship. Or women on Instagram talking about, I don't know, real estate or science, physics. When was the last time you saw that? They feel that the only thing that will gain attention is to pop that ass. And the reason they feel like that is because they do get attention for popping that ass. Even women who know about science and physics and real estate and business or whatever... They don't even talk about that. They pop in their ass. So when you're popping your ass, you could be a fucking scientist. No one would know you're a scientist. They know you for popping your ass. So you're going to get treated accordingly. You're going to get treated like a woman who's just known for popping her ass. And then eventually, you're going to be like, okay, well, why the fuck... Don't I get respect in the world when I'm a fucking scientist?
because all you put out in the world is popping your ass. Don't be naive. You know what it is. Emrata, she has a fucking. I don't even know what I. I don't even know how to pronounce her name, really. But the girl that was on the fucking blurred lines video, that's how she got known to the world. But anyway, she has a podcast that I was listening to. And what she was saying is the most ridiculous shit that I've ever heard. She was saying her girls like Lana Rhodes, Mia Khalifa, girls who were in the porn industry who were having sex for money are so they don't understand why people still look at them, even though they did porn years and they stopped doing porn years and years ago. They don't understand why does society look at me still as a porn star? Well, first of all, the reason, Lana Rose, that you are famous is because of porn. If you didn't do porn and become famous, like what no one would be interested in you. Like, of course, you're a gorgeous looking woman. That's why you're like one of the top rated porn stars and you haven't done you haven't done porn in years, but you're still like one of the top number one or two porn stars out there because niggas are still looking at your old shit from years and years and years ago. Mia Khalifa. She did porn. She got famous. Fucking with them Muslims. You don't ever disrespect them. But she doesn't realize why people today still look at her as like a porn star. You got famous because of porn. You're here on because of porn. You got a TV show because of porn. You have all this money because of porn. So men are going to look at you like, oh, you're, you're, you're just a porn star. And you put it out into the world to see. You benefited off it. And now you're mad because of what you did in the past. It's coming back to haunt you in your, I don't know, I guess day-to-day life. And a lot of women are acting like past doesn't matter. Yes, 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 it does. It matters. In every way, not just women, men too. If I committed a crime when I was 22, an armed robbery, and it's on my record, but I got out, served my time, paid my debt to society, got out, and now I'm 37 and I'm going for a job interview at like a tech company or something, or a doctor's office. And they look at my record and say, oh, this guy was convicted in 1997 for armed robbery. 
You don't think they're going to consider that? You don't think they're going to be like, oh, fuck that. This nigga was robbing people with guns. No, he can't work here. Even though he went to school after he got out, he got an education, he got a degree. Smart. Never done anything criminal whatsoever after that. Has all the qualities to get this job. More qualities than the next candidate. But they did a background check and found out he served 10 years for armed robbery. I guarantee he's not going to get that job. Because your past matters. It's like when you go out for when you go for a job interview. What do you think the reason is they tell you to wear a fucking suit? Look presentable. Because first impression matters. The way you look matters. All you niggas running around still sagging your pants. Your fucking drawers are showing. Your dirty ass underwear is showing. People would look at you like you're an idiot. And I don't blame them. I remember when I used to sag my pants in fucking high school and shit. That shit was crazy. To me, now that I look back at it, I used to sag Birdie's big ass pants, wear size 40 pants when my waist was only like 30 inch waist. Sag my pants down almost to my knees, but my ass wasn't showing because back in those days, we used to wear the long cash money tees. Nowadays, people sag and they want their ass to show, which is some gay shit to me. So, yeah, the way you carry yourself and what you put out into society matters. Back to Taylor, let's finish. Let's see what else. Finish this statement. Independence, so it doesn't matter that he's a dummy. Bunch of garbage. When you should be waking up going, you know what? I'm going to be extremely selective and I'm going to take my time and be very, very smart mm-hmm. because you're the gatekeeper. By the time you're in a relationship with somebody, you should have immense respect for that man. Absolute immense respect. You shouldn't be able to get there any other way. The only reason you got there is because you've been tricked by society and lied to and told a bunch of fucking bullshit. So so you're talking about submission and respect. Yeah, it'll come when you meet the right man, naturally. And this is another point I make, because I have a lot of men message me. I Trust, guys, Mm. please understand the most Googled man. That's exactly what a career is. It's slaving away for... So, you can say what you want. About Andrew Tate. He says a lot of shit that uh, I agree with. But like I said before, I don't go to him to fucking take what he says and implement it into my fucking day to day life. I feel like if you're a grown man, if you do that, then something is wrong with you. You're a corny motherfucker. But a lot of shit that he says is some real shit. But anyway, I want to say if y'all want to reach out, holla at me. Everyday Celebrity Media CEO on Instagram. Jordan Awandi, Instagram. Merry Christmas. 
if you believe in that shit. Everybody be safe. New Year's. And yeah, donate. You know what I'm saying? Send me a a donation link. Link's in the bio. Say I'm a struggling artist out here. I need your five dollars. Your five dollars is gonna go a long way with me. It's gonna be very much appreciated. This is Everyday Celebrity and we are out. You